0: Well, Oregon doesn't yet have a quarterback commit in the class of 2024, but they are on the prowl for two guys and might take both. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. If you have not already, please like, comment, subscribe, wherever you listen to or watch this show. Appreciate all of you out there. Who are taking this in right now? We've got John Garcia Jr. here today, our locked on recruiting insider. It's a big recruiting week for the ducks. There's a bunch of visitors, there's quarterback talk. John, are we ready?
1: I think so. Uh, this is this is a heck of a buildup towards the spring game. And uh yeah, recruiting obviously always coincides with it, but Oregon's been, you know, hosting big-time recruits all spring as well. So it's it's really been a heck of a run in terms of just getting kids on campus, getting that face time with with coaches. So,
0: yeah, I think uh, the arrow, the trend meter, whatever we want to call it, is uh, certainly pointed up. Yeah, one in particular we'll talk about later in the show. Elijah Rushing has already been on campus, won't be there for the spring game. I heard because of uh, his high school prom uh, conflicting with that. Can't blame him there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you can't. Uh, you, you can go on visits all the time. You you know prom, and they're not going to reschedule that uh, for you there. But let's talk about the quarterbacks first. Michael Van Buren, Luke Moga. These are the guys that Oregon is kind of you know actively on on the recruiting trail for pursuing. Both of them, Moga, the three star who we've talked about here on on the show previously, has uh, set a commitment date that was on Friday. Now that's been pushed back but Van Buren's not expected to commit until July but Van Buren's going to be at the spring game on Saturday. So a lot a lot of things to dive <laughs> into here, John. Let's start with Michael Van Buren coming at or coming to the spring game this Saturday in Eugene. Where does Oregon sit with him in the process?
1: Yeah, I think this is a return spring visit for for Van Buren, all the way across the country coming from from Baltimore, Maryland, and there is legitimate buzz that is coming with this visit to the point that the perceived leader for him going into the spring, Penn State, is beginning to pivot. They actually today, as we record this on on Tuesday, they offered a quarterback in the class of 2024 in Florida, Trevor Jackson. So I think Penn State is starting to at least realize that the competition for Van Buren is, is really heating up and the Oregon Ducks are the primary driver for that theoretical concern but individually look oregon's done a really nice job with him you know it was one of the early targets for uh for the dan landing coaching staff even under kenny dillingham and it's really picked up even more with will stein taking over there as, as oc and now the two have built a rapport individually in eugene that will be you know strengthened on Saturday for the spring game. So yeah, there's there's real traction with Michael Van Buren and the Oregon Ducks. And you talk about a classic potential fit here. I mean, this is maybe the top available dual threat quarterback in the class of 2024 among the uncommitted plays at a national program. Uh, just, just really fits the modern game to a T. He's a legitimate elite thrower of the football and an elite runner of the football, which is not something we always talk about at the position even in this day and age. So I think he's a, a guy who's already dealt with a ton of pressure um, and and the recruiting has been similar. Like he's handled this very business-like, but he's already got that July commitment date um, on the books. Uh, Penn State previously was the only school that had an official visit in June lined up, which I think led to some of that Penn State confidence uh, earlier this spring. But I do think as the visits have changed and progressed, mainly towards Eugene, Oregon, obviously the confidence in in that coaching staff has risen there simultaneously, and, and I expect it to do the same again this weekend when he's back on campus.
0: What about Luke Moga, the other quarterback that Oregon is, is going after here? He pushed back his commitment date, was originally going to be Friday. Oregon's long been seen as kind of the, the favorite for, for Moga. Is there any concern on that front with him delaying his announcement?
1: I think initially, when when you see uh, a spring game visit on April 29th and a commitment date of April 28th, you feel like okay, well, this is a layup for the Ducks. And then when you see the news that it's been postponed, you say, okay, is is Kenny Dillingham and Arizona State working in uh, for the in-state recruit? Is Miami still a part of the conversation? You start to wonder. But uh, since then, the plans to not only attend the spring game on Saturday have been confirmed by MOGA, but also an official visit to Eugene in the month of June. Uh, So I do think the the traction is still very much there for Oregon. Oftentimes when there's a, a program either considering taking two or trying to formulate the right communication to its quarterback targets when it does have the decision in to take two quarterbacks there's often a, a pause or a pivot from the recruits themselves, but it can be done. It has been done at, at a high level. And, and honestly, between these two quarterbacks, in terms of their readiness to play power five football at that position, it would make sense if these two were to be the pair that Oregon brings in from a stylistic and a, a development standpoint. Van Buren ready to go right now. He's, he's got a lot of juice to, to be a day one type guy in the Power Five. And I think Moga very much uh, on the higher ceiling front, elite sprinter. He just ran 10-7 the other day in 100 meter dash. Um, and a developmental passer just doesn't have the passing resume that Van Buren has today but he was playing receiver a couple of years ago, right? So he's got a long way to go, kind of DTR-ish in that he's got to put it all together as a passer in the years to come. So theoretically, that's how you want to stagger guys you bring in uh, in the same recruiting class. And then from Oregon's perspective, you totally get it, right? Ty Thompson, Austin saw the only guys on scholarship right now beyond 2023. So naturally you need three, four, five scholarship quarterbacks at the power five level. So you understand Oregon's approach But you also understand the recruits, the teenagers saying, hey, are are y'all doing this? How do we communicate it? I think all of that is is being reconfirmed ahead of the spring game. And with Moga and Van Buren both set to be there together, I think this will be something they could maybe reiterate together from the whole, the Dan lanning Stein battery and how to communicate that uh, in the right way. So fascinating development between Oregon uh, and, and really wrecking the QB Dominoes nationally, all at one time Uh, longtime favorite Luke Moga still looks pretty good to Oregon and in the emerging school in, in Van Buren's recruitment is also the Ducks there simultaneously so it'll be interesting to see how they operate together the two quarterbacks on campus and obviously how the coaches communicate and reiterate what their plan is from the Oregon perspective but the beauty of it is they can do all of that in person uh, on, on Saturday. So I, I do think it will be worked out, and we'll get a little bit more clarity after that point. But today,
0: you got to like Oregon's chances to potentially land both. It's got to be a tricky situation for the coaching staff to try and make a pitch about being a starting quarterback at your school to guys who are in the, the same recruiting class, who are the same age, who are both going to be. Like, do you talk to them at at the same time, do you re- recruit them at, at the same time? Do you hold them in separate rooms? Do you keep them on opposite sides of the campus? Right, you get this locker room and you get the other locker room over there. We want you to forget that the other guy exists. Like I, that that seems like a fascinating dynamic that I want to uh, dive into. But I always love diving into built bars because they are delicious and they are. Healthy. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, as you know, and they've got a bunch of amazing flavors like churro. I'm a mint brownie guy. There's peanut butter brownie. There's cookies and cream. There's churro puffs. There's brownie batter puffs. Those are absolutely fantastic. And if you want a tasty, healthy snack, Built Bars are indeed the way to go. You don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do. But you can now get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can get your specialty flavors at built.com. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13 bar box with our hip flavors, brownie buff, brownie batter, puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. Go get your next order of built bars today for tasty, healthy treats. Okay, John. So, how how does that work? How do you recruit two quarterbacks? at at the same time and a couple of you out there submitted some questions on this front that uh that we'll we'll certainly get to but just kind of your initial reaction to going after two high school quarterbacks in the same class what's that like for a staff
1: well it's a combination of you know transparency and selling what would happen even if it was just one quarterback you got to go in there willing to compete Uh, if if there's a quarterback that is going to immediately withdraw your school among consideration because you're recruiting other quarterbacks and maybe will bring in two, you probably don't want that guy on your campus anyway. So I think that's something that you can reiterate to, to these two prospects. I think of schools that have done it. Lane Kiffin did this as Alabama's OC with a couple of guys that are making a lot of, of dollars in the same class Tua a and Mac Jones, same class. They committed, I think, two more two months apart from from one another um and the way they sold it was just hey stylistically you guys are totally different physically you guys are totally different but we want you to both compete right out of the gates and kind of let the chips fall where they may um and obviously both of them got to win national titles and 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 now they're piloting nfl offenses in the same division by the way but the way lane kiffin did it was and in the variance and the competitive light simultaneously. Um, you, you always take one before the other. Uh, and, and it looks like we think Moga's ready to commit a little bit sooner than Van Buren would be. So I think you have to reiterate that uh, when they're on campus and, and say, hey, Mike, um, Moga might commit first, but don't don't allow that to deter your your interest in Oregon. We still want you very much. We need to build up uh, the, the current and future quarterback room as as strongly and deeply as possible. And I, and I think, again, you can sell the stylistic differences and the developmental differences between these two quarterbacks, I think, together. And, and it's something that sh- they should probably understand. But to me, the ball has kind of been Moga's court. He's the one that was ready to go sooner rather than later, that Oregon was trending for first. And he's in the Pac-12 footprint, right? He's a kid out of Arizona. Um, uh, an area that is becoming more and more important to not only the Pac-12, but a lot of schools in college football recruiting. That's the one that feels like it's a little bit more touch and go. Van Buren has already come out and said, hey, this is my final three, Oregon, Maryland, and Penn State. Penn State's got the official coming up. Maryland, the home state school, Oregon was viewed as the wild card. So now they're making up ground in that regard. For MOGA, it's the, the total opposite. Oregon has been viewed as the favorite, and at one point he was ready to commit here in a couple of days. Uh, So I think the ball is in his court, whether or not Oregon is going to have the opportunity to take a two quarterback class, because he's going to have to defer to some degree to Van Buren. And you could understand why that is not the easiest thing to digest when all these kids have been told for years, in some cases, Hey, You're going to be the face of our program. You're going to be QB1. You're going to be the guy to galvanize not only this recruiting class of 24, but the team going forward. So that's something that uh, both of those
0: guys are going to have to look at internally, but particularly in Moga's case, in my opinion. So the, uh, the questions that some of you sent in one from John Knowlton and as always YouTube comments or on Twitter at smalls underscore 55 or at locked on ducks, DMS and mentions wide open shoot in there, get a question answered here on the show. It it does seem, you know, per uh, John's John Knowlton's question here, uh, not John Garcia, the man who of course provided the answer that Oregon could end up with, with, with two quarterbacks in the 2024 cycle, which is. Not something I can really remember happening. I'm sure if I went back a long ways, uh, you, you could find it at some point. But it's typically, you, you typically have just the one. Oregon's had just the one in each of the last uh, a couple of years. And, um, you know, th- this question came in as well from Adam Moody with the quarterback talk. Are we worried at all about possibly having too many quarterbacks on the roster, maybe premature. But Luke seems to really like the Ducks, as John was talking about. And I saw a crystal ball for Van Buren to Oregon today. Would having that many quarterbacks, four if everyone stays, Nova Sad and Ty Thompson, be good for the room? Seems a little crowded for me, but not sure. I I think that's a reasonable thought, but I don't know that it's the wrong approach necessarily, John, because as, as we know, the hit rate on high school recruits, especially quarterbacks, is not 100%. So if you have more options there, I think you have a higher chance of finding someone who is going to be a long-term viable option beyond Bo Nix in 2023 because, you know, we we know that Ty Thompson's got the potential, but can he learn to execute the offense and all the nuances of playing the position? Now, we don't know. We, we we really don't know because we haven't seen him play in each of his first two years and probably won't see a lot if any of him at all. I mean, he'll hopefully get in some uh, garbage time and whatnot. but. We haven't seen him uh, the last couple of seasons. Won't see much of him again this year. So if you went into next year with Ty Thompson, who was a, a high four or five star quarterback, and then Austin Nova out, and Michael Van Buren is four stars and Luke Moga is a three star. I mean, I I don't think that's the worst situation for the Ducks to be in. If you basically anticipate, OK, one of those guys will probably end up transferring at some point. But that's kind of the way the game is played now. Hundred percent. I mean, there
1: are great players in the portal at at quarterback in every stretch. I mean, Tyler Buckner, I think, was the opening day starter for Notre Dame last year. He entered the portal this week uh, because they brought in a transfer who's going to get the QB one duties, and he's Sam not Hartman, willing to yeah. wait. Yeah, Sam Hartman. Yeah. So, and their recruiting class of twenty four is is good, and they they brought in a great player in twenty three as well. So, that is the norm. Um, you 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 can't recruit with the attrition in mind you have to recruit with the ascension in mind hey this is this four pool a group of quarterbacks if, if it works out this way one of these guys is going to be our guy so whatever it looks like after that you have to just be willing to accept as a coaching staff and yeah one or maybe two of those guys might say well if i'm not qb1 i'm out of here and that's just something you have to embrace in in this day and age of college football um, obviously you want them to stay if at all possible because you're always one play away especially at that position but you understand the fluidity that has gone down uh at the quarterback position i mean just look at the pac 12 right now i mean how many transfers are going to be qb ones going forward or or freshmen right in in, in ucla's case so I, I do think that's a normal element to consider but you can't you can't have less volume because you're worried about that future attrition. You have to let, let, let it be a competition. It sounds so simple. You got to let the guys come in and work at it and you'll have an idea as a coaching staff. And when you self-evaluate, you know, what that pecking order is going to look like anyway, and that can probably push you to either, you know, open the door for the recruit on the way out or the quarterback on the way out, or try to keep it, you know, shut, you know, before he kicks it down. So all of that, has to play a factor but the primary focus is who's going to follow up Bo Nix as as QB1 for the Ducks and if these two guys can contribute now or more likely later you've got to try to build that on the roster because it is a fluid and rough position to have any type of depth uh, at any level with even you know even a program like like Oregon everyone deals with this this is not an isolated incident. So yeah, you got to recruit with QB ones in mind. And, and I think if you're bringing in two, you've got to use it as a, a tool to try to create competition. Now that will last into, you know, the postponics era as
0: well. The, uh, the recruiting grind for Dan Lanning and the staff go beyond the quarterback position. though. plenty of other uh, positions to, to look at in the visitor list, which Max Torres and I are going to talk about in, in more detail on, on tomorrow's show. So make sure you tune in for that is mighty impressive to say the least uh for for this spring game it is the most star-studded group of high school uh prospects to ever go to an oregon spring game really i mean you've had some highly coveted prospects and uh guys who became great players at spring games before in the past but the the depth of talent here of four and five stars and all this sort of stuff it's it's really swinging for the fences at some level, right? And kind of like the quarterbacks, you know, you're not going to get all these guys, you're not going to get most of them. You're trying to get a couple, but it's kind of throw everything at the wall and see what sticks, right? Hundred percent. I think you've got. I, I think. I think you've got a lot of really, really talented players here. The twenty four seven sports recruiting rankings reflect that, and, and this is what we as Oregon fans should want from Dan Lanning and company. Like, if you're going to build a team in Dan Lanning's vision that gets you back to the college football playoff, you're going to bring in high level guys, particularly on the defensive side of the ball and their visitor list for Saturday includes a lot of highly touted defensive line prospects.
1: Yeah. That's really where your eyeballs sort of drift. When you, when you look at any kind of list, you're talking about maybe the best interior prospect in the country and David stone, maybe the best two edge rushers in the country and Dylan Stewart and Colin Simmons, you could probably flip, one for the other, if, if, if depending on preference and style there. So you understand the desire for Oregon. And look, when you want, like, like you said, you want to recruit at that high level, it starts in the trenches and it starts with getting kids on campus. It sounds so simple. But when you're pulling kids from, by the way, David Stone, Bradenton, Florida, Colin Simmons, Duncanville, Texas, Dylan Stewart, Washington, D.C., Right. Go to the office or the other side of of the defense, the secondary KJ Bolden, Buford, Georgia. When you're pulling kids from literally across the country, in some cases, you've got to show them something different. But it starts there. And that is no small feat in and of itself. And I also do want to give a shout out to the entire athletic department and, and whoever structured this thing, because so many spring games went down over the last two weekends, right? The weekend of the 15th and the weekend of the 22nd, which means if you want to host elite recruits, they could only pick one game to go to if all uh, schools in their top group are playing the same day. Okay, how do I pick one game to go to? There was big news when I think Colin Simmons canceled his uh, Colorado visit to go to LSU, which is now sort of the favorite for his services. So in that scenario, because they both played on the same day, he had to pick one and cancel on the other. But in this scenario, Oregon having the later spring game window, I think, was really brilliant from an organizational and recruiting standpoint. Because, one, your spring practice goes a little bit deeper and you can have a little bit more time to self-evaluate. But, two, you have a more free weekend for recruits to go hit the trail and and see your campus, which, again, at Oregon, where you can't recruit hyper-locally at a consistent rate – that is a very big deal and that's why you are afforded the opportunity for this type of visitor list so just as impressive uh, of of recruits uh, and stars that are coming is is the structure of having this window open because if it would have been last week or the weekend prior there is no doubt a couple of these big names would, would not have been able to make it just logistically between oregon and other programs and in a lot of cases a lot other programs closer to home so i think that's a big deal for oregon in and of itself but yeah this this visitor list is crazy. When you're starting with two quarterbacks and you're immediately going to
0: <laughs> five-star defensive players, I mean, it's a heck of a starting point. Yeah, you've got five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker, number one in his position in the 2024 cycle. Oregon and there, feels good there too. As well, I mean, a, a lot of names on there that we will continue to discuss as the summer months roll along because landing those verbal commitments, you know, we know don't 100% lead to them being future Ducks, uh, but they more often than not, uh, tend to be in that direction one guy who's on that list that we've uh, mentioned very briefly before but who i've seen tied to the ducks for for quite a while now is elijah rushing out of the tucson area is he a guy that, that oregon feels they're in a great position for or is there is he just someone that you know the ducks are, are happy to be able to get on campus and try to you know crack the seal
1: they feel great and they should
0: uh he's frequented
1: that campus i believe more than any school in his recruitment to this point outside of Arizona, which is the school closest to home among the schools that that he is.
0: Uh, and, 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 by, and by the way, sorry to cut you off, but he will not be at the spring game. He was already there. We mentioned right. that earlier in the show. He won't be there on Saturday because he's already been on campus. Right. Uh, and he's already scheduling another trip back, you know, so I think, yeah, Oregon
1: should feel really good here uh, because uh, in terms of going far away from his house. Uh the Ducks have hosted him more than any other school. And that includes it's a, it's an impressive list. This is a great borderline five-star edge rusher. Notre Dame is in this thing. Tennessee is in this thing. His older brother walked on at Florida. So this is truly a national battle for uh, Elijah Rushing. But I think yeah, Oregon today, as it profiles, it's probably in the best position of, of any school on the list. And and really you have to attribute it to where you would expect. It's it's that Dan Landing, Tosh Lupoy battery of defensive prioritization and and just aggressive edge rusher production we, we've seen it pay off on the recruiting trail already and i think as you start to look at some of the names visiting over the last week to 10 days which includes rushing and of course leads up to the spring game if you can pluck a couple of these guys uh, you feel really good about the future of of that position, which is becoming more important than ever, right? Getting after the passer and slowing down. Again, look at the Pac-12 and all these great quarterbacks slowing down uh, these elite passers by by any means necessary. And and rushing is one of the best in the country, and and Oregon is probably in the driver's seat as things currently stand. Uh, he's going to take four officials in June. The Ducks get the first one, which is again the best position to be in. You want to be first or last, but preferably first. Create. That in person impression on on the school's dime, and few schools do it like the Ducks. Uh, and he wants to commit preseason, so he's going to take the officials and really dip into evaluation mode. So Oregon's going to have that first impression of of that type of visit. So with the Ducks already being the perceived favorite, and also getting that uh, to their to their allotment before he commits, soon after you got to feel really good about Elijah rushing. Definitely a name this entire you know podcast audience needs to know.
0: It's a name we'll continue to follow. I I guess we'll just have to keep bringing back John Garcia, Jr., our Director of Recruiting here, our Locked On Recruiting Insider, rather, at the network. John, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.